everyone. I'm Lauren MacGyver. And I'm Teresa Roca. And this is Teen Mom Time. We're here to fill you in on all the fights. Why are you so white trash? All the custody battles. Corey's trying to take our kids from All the romance drama. Getting divorced, period. And so much more. Hi, hi. You're both high. I just try to be a good person and a good role adult. On this week's episode, we'll be discussing the latest with Farrah's boxing match. Macy possibly pregnant with baby number four. Plus, is Amber quitting Team Mom OG? Teresa, how are you? I'm okay. I have a little injury. Yeah, so I'm a what's little wrong? Down. Okay, so. Oh, this one. Continue. <laughs> Please explain. <laughs> okay, so I have been really dedicated to being more healthy. Summer yeah. bods are made in the winter. Thank you. And, you know, I was like, contemplating doing the keto diet because my coworkers are doing it and they are so skinny but I don't think it's like a good long-term diet yes. so I've been going to the gym three to four times a week I've been eating healthy under 1400 calories a day according to my personal trainer <laughs> so I was running on the treadmill I was doing an amazing job I bought brand new shoes like running shoes because I'm really into this yes and a day later I can't walk yeah <laughs> and my leg is killing me and I'm like oh my god I pulled a muscle in my calf then lauren told me that i have shin splint yes shin splint shin splints yes so i was telling her on the way to our morning meeting at 8 45 and she was showing me where the pain is i said teresa that's shin splints i used to run cross country in college so i used to get that a lot and we proceed to go into the morning meeting and teresa and i were still talking about it so our boss gina said oh like what's going on and Teresa, I'm sorry, I have to say this. You can say it. She's it's like, really embarrassing. Yeah, it's really, it was so funny. I couldn't stop laughing. She said, oh, I have chin splints. <laughs> and Gina, we were all looking at her. We're like, what? And she's like, is that not it? I was like, shin, Teresa. Shin. shin. Your chin is not splitting on your leg. But that it was, was just, it was a daily LOL moment with Teresa. I did, to be, I didn't have my coffee yet. Yeah. I didn't. Remember I was saying I didn't have my coffee? Yeah. And was that the morning that, like, the commute was really bad? Oh, my God. I had the worst morning. (laughs) Okay. So I get on the train. The train ride is 20 minutes from my house to the Staten Island Ferry. Mm Mm-hmm. I was on the train for an hour and a half because it kept stopping. Oh, my God. And when it would go, it was so slow. Then I missed the ferry. I know. Actually, I missed three ferries. So I didn't have time to get. I was already 45 minutes late to work. I had no time to get coffee. So it was the worst morning. I was very stressed out. Yeah. I still call it chin splints. Chin splints. So I have really no excuse. Yeah. But anyway, I Googled it and it's micro tears in your muscle and it takes two to four weeks to heal. And you're actually not supposed to work out on it because it can cause a bigger tear or it can cause a fracture. Oh, wow. So I am out of treadmill commission for now. (laughs) But I will be continuing. I'm not letting this stop me. No, don't. And we will definitely keep you updated on Teresa's treadmill dilemma. And my injury. But yeah, if you guys have any fitness tips for us, let us know because we're really into it. Is anyone doing keto? Tell us how it is. Yeah. Because I hear mixed reviews. Some people say it's good. Some people say no. I'm kind of doing the slow and steady wins the race thing. So we'll see. Yeah, definitely DM us any tips or tricks or whatever you guys have because we are interested. So let's get into the teen mom drama, starting with truth or tale. Last week, we kind of gave a little update about Farrah. We discussed possibly going to Atlantic City. However, end of the week, a little news story broke that Farrah allegedly backed out. Teresa, is this true? Radar Line exclusively broke that Farah dropped out of the match. 
Called it. <laughs> so I actually had a source come to me and tell me this. As you see in the Writer article, she was basically being a diva. She was demanding 30-something rooms. Oh, wow. Six airplane tickets. And I actually, you know, I wanted to double source this. Of course. So I called Deborah Danielson, her mother, who confirmed it. She was basically like, yes, my daughter is not doing it anymore. They did not hold up to their end of the bargain. They promised us X, Y, and Z, and they didn't deliver. She was wow. like, I, I contacted Farah and I said, Farah, like, what's my flight information? You know, where am I staying? And Farah goes, she says to me, that Farah goes, Mom, I don't even have a ticket. I'm the boxer. I don't even have anything. Yeah, like where is she going to sleep? Yeah. So they kind of realized, you know, something's going on here that's not right. Um, we published the story. I then got a phone call from Michael Abraham, who told me that he believes that this whole thing was a setup because as writer also reported, Drita Diavanzo, who everyone knows is Farrah's number one enemy. Yeah. They got into a huge fight during an appearance at Scores in Atlantic City. She was in talks to be the referee of the match. Could you imagine someone who told Farah that she's going to open hand slap her in the face is going to referee the match? Yeah, Hoops and Drita would have destroyed Farah. I can see a WWE thing going on yeah. where Drita just turns and beats up Farah. Oh, totally. Just to get attention. And I definitely agree with Michael. Yeah, and Farrah Michael could have gotten hurt. And Michael was like, this is a setup. He was like, all she has to do is touch my daughter once. Yeah. So he told us that. He also said, you know, they don't know where the money is going to. They don't know, you know, because obviously this whole thing is for anti-bullying. Yes. Um, you know, they just feel like this is not right. They're not holding up their end of the bargain. So on Friday, I actually called one of the PR reps for the match. Because, you know, I always like to get both sides. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and he told us that while Farah. You know, there have been some issues with Farah. She did, never confirmed that she was dropping out. Her attorney never confirmed she was dropping out. So for their standpoint, she was still in it. Interesting. Um, but as we saw over the weekend, that changed. They got a replacement. Farah is no longer doing it. Farah went off on them on social media. Um, even hoops. She went off even on Farah. flip-flop Farah. Yeah. Is that what she said? <laughs> yeah, that was actually really funny. I will give her credit for that. Yeah. But I feel as if... The owners of the fight or whoever was in charge definitely owed Farah some things. They should have handled a lot. If you're bringing a reality TV star to come here and help raise awareness, raise money, etc. for bullying, then you kind of owe her maybe three rooms, not 30, maybe three or four. I mean, 30-something rooms is yeah. a little excessive. I do, do you even know 30 people, Farrah? Like, come on. Exactly. Do you even have 30 you know, friends? We don't know. what We don't know what really went down. I mean, they, on their end, the PR reps, the promoters of this event, they could have been like, hey, like, we were going to give you everything you wanted. We don't know. Yeah. This could be Farrah just saying all of this to get out of fighting hoops. We don't know the true story. All of this is just hearsay and allegations. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I mean, she's not doing it anymore. I think it sucks because she's worked so hard. But at the same time, she had an amazing body out of it. So she really isn't losing. Her face is going to be beautiful. Yeah. There's going to be no, you know, no more plastic surgery visits if she gets punched in the nose. Exactly. If she gets punched in the boob, it won't deflate. So <laughs> she is totally fine. She has her abs. But a little sad because now we're not going. We're not going. Yeah. yeah. We made, Lauren and I made the decision that we're not going to go just because it's a lot for us to travel. You know, we wanted to go and see Farah, hang out with Deb, hang out with Michael, hang out with Javi. 
Um, so, you know, we decided not to go. But yeah. we wish Javi all the best. He confirmed to me that he will still be there. So, yeah. So definitely check out his Instagram to see yeah. him at the event. He's very, very excited still. He should, so. And he should be because, it's a, you know, I think it's an honor for him to do that. So exactly. I'm really proud of him that he got that gig. Yeah. And it's a great cause. So definitely check out his page to see him at the event. Yeah. And people who have tickets. I know a lot of people are asking for refunds. I know they're getting, you know, there's trouble getting refunds. But, you know. If you don't get a refund, if you have to go, it's a night in Atlantic City. I love Atlantic City. Yeah. Go and have a good time. Exactly. Let's get into this week's Teen Mom Top 3. The three biggest stories of the week after Farrah, of course, because I think that was the biggest one. Yes. Macy, book out. This story, Lauren and I didn't notice until days later, which is so silly because I feel like her and I do a really good job of noticing little things, especially Photoshop. So as everyone saw, she posted a photo with her family on Halloween. They were the cast of Scooby-Doo. It was so cute. Bentley's arm was clearly photoshopped to make her stomach look smaller. Yeah. So everyone is thinking that she's hiding a bump and that baby number four is on board. Yeah. I think we missed it because Jade looked absolutely adorable in her costume. Exactly. We missed it because it it was so cute that we didn't know where to look. Yeah. The wig. The glasses. Also, Mavericks, he was the cutest little Scooby-Doo, and Taylor was looking fine as always. He was looking cute because best on Halloween always. Remember he was Ken last year? I know. He's always so hot on Halloween, and I'm like, damn, (laughs) like Macy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we completely missed it. I think it was like the next day. We were just like, wait a sec. Fans kept talking about Bentley's arm. I took a look and I said, oh, my God, I cannot wait to go to work and show Teresa what we missed. So, yeah, so a lot of people were saying she is pregnant. However, after I think it was this week's episode, fans were saying, you know, Macy's not 18 years old anymore. Her metabolism isn't super fast. Perhaps maybe she's just enjoying life. I think her metabolism could have slowed down. I mean, I used to be a stick and now I'm not. Yeah. So it's understandable. Um, I don't think she's pregnant only because there have been so many photos where she looked like she had a bump, like a big bump. Yeah. And we thought she was pregnant and she never was. So I don't know. I just, I think she's just gaining weight because she's getting older. Yeah. And she's enjoying life. She has three kids, especially Bentley. He has soccer and basketball and baseball. So she's running around like crazy. And yeah, so we're the same age as her. We understand. Of course, people are like, oh my God, look at the bump. I don't think she's pregnant. However, I hope she's pregnant. I hope she's pregnant, too. I love little McKinney's. So another one will just bring so much joy to our life. And yeah, so fingers crossed Mm -hmm. that in the near future, we will be announcing pregnancy news for her. (laughs) So getting into the second biggest story of the week. On this week's episode, we saw Bristol open up about her stalker that she has had for about 10 years now terrifying i remember the story over the years so do you yes i do remember it um teresa do you have any updates on what's going on yes on the episode he was still on the run radar exclusively gave an update on him to see you know if he's still on the run what's going on we found out that he was arrested on september 21st 2018 which was a few weeks after the initial break-in in dakota Myers, kentucky home He is currently in custody. He wasn't charged in the burglary, but he was charged for making 
very scary threats to public figures. Oh, wow. It doesn't look like he's going to get out of jail anytime soon. So right now, Bristol can breathe easy. Now, a lot of fans were actually slamming Bristol for many reasons. I saw it in Facebook groups and Twitter and such. So a lot of fans were saying, you are so worried about your children, and this has been a threat for 10 years. Is it the brightest idea to go on reality TV show on MTV, which has millions of viewers, and say, I'm now in a home alone. My family's 4,000 miles away. Yep. You are... My personal opinion, she was kind of promoting herself to put herself in a really bad, like, position. If you go on her Instagram, she does have photos of the front of her house, her new house. Um, I was able to obtain her address. We did a story on, you know, her new home. Um, So it's all public information. I don't think someone would know to look for that unless she had said, hey, I moved. So you have a good point, Lauren. I actually yeah. didn't think about that. You know, she. I think that when you have a stalker for 10 years, you should be more private. Yeah. I don't think that she should let it stop her from living her life. If she wants to go on reality TV, go on reality TV. You know, don't let this stop you from having opportunity. But at the same time, maybe don't say, I'm in a house all by myself. Yeah, with three small kids and no family or friends. Yeah, maybe don't post photos in the front of your house. Maybe just keep it simple. Yeah. Like, I moved out, and that's it. It can be an Airbnb. It can be a hotel. We don't know. Exactly. There was no need to promote her moving, and I felt like it was really unsafe. And I think even MTV should have thought that. You know, why are we putting these girls in danger like this? We don't really need to show the outside of their houses because it's just Team Mom fans, they are dedicated and they love their reality stars. Chelsea Hauska says it all the time. Yeah. She was like, if you're a fan, please don't come to my house. Like, yeah. it's scary. And she has had fans come up to her door yeah. and knock on it, and she has opened it. So, you know, they need to stay safe, but a yeah. lot of fans were slamming Bristol, saying it's not the best idea. However, we hope for the best for Bristol. We do. We hope she stays safe. He's behind bars. Yes. Hopefully he'll be behind bars for a very long time, and she won't have to worry. Agreed. Let's go into the third topic of the week. Amber Portwood has threatened to quit Teen Mom OG once again. Once again. Once again. Amber, stop biting the hand that feeds you. Please. It literally feeds you. (laughs) Literally. I mean, she doesn't have her businesses anymore. So, you know, this is her job. Now, when she was tweeting, Teresa and I were texting because, you know, we talk about Teen Mom off work hours. And I don't know, we kind of weren't really shocked and we were just kind of like, okay, she's threatening to quit. I didn't, and I still don't believe it. I think, you know, she has this great, great platform and I think she just needs to keep on fighting with MTV and the producers. She's the star of this franchise. She is the definition of teen mom. So I think if she just keeps on fighting, her storyline will get better. And I think it has over the years. I think... You know, the focus on her new family. I think her story, you know, has gotten a lot better. I agree. And I know that you spoke to Andrew Glennon. Did he kind of give you some type of insight as to what's going on with her? Yeah. Every single time I talk to Andrew, I adore him. I think he's the sweetest guy. He's so great to Amber. And he really, you know, stands by her side. So I asked him what's going on. And he said, MTV silences her voice, oppresses her story, and manipulates footage to constantly cast her in a bad light. All this while struggling with postpartum depression. It's unreal. There are bigger and better things for her on the horizon. Stay tuned. What could be the bigger and better things on the horizon? 
I kind of hope a YouTube channel. That's bigger <laughs> and better than Teen Mom OG. Okay. I know, but maybe another book. I mean, she does have her books, so she has that income. I don't think any of these things are better than Teen Mom OG. I know, but I think if she does a YouTube channel, she could edit it herself. She, you know, has control over the filming. So her storyline would be better if she edits it herself. I have to say something. Farrah Abraham quit Team Momoji. Farrah Abraham is a hustler. She goes yeah. to events every night. She constantly has a new product. She constantly has a new thing that she's working on. She could live without Team Mom OG. I don't think Emma Portwood could live without Team Mom OG. I think it would Agreed. last. I think she can write a book, have a YouTube channel. I don't think that she will ever be able to get the same income as Team Mom OG. I think Farrah can. I don't think Ember could. And I think that she should talk to the producers off social media if she has an issue. That's just my opinion. I totally agree. Amber is definitely, she's famous, but she's not a star. You know, Farrah goes to all these random events. She has, like, random sex toy lines and all this stuff. Amber is more just in her teen mom role. Farrah is known for so much more. It's just like Chelsea. If Chelsea left teen mom too, she wouldn't really be anything. She would just be home with her family. Exactly. So I think Amber definitely needs to have a conversation with producers and say, I deserve a lot more. Mm-hmm. I am the star of this. I was the pilot. Yeah. And, you know, I think I should have a say in editing, just like the Kardashians do. Oh, yeah. Kardashians. They could be producers. Definitely. I completely yeah. agree. So that's our advice for Amber. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think that it's hard for us to really talk about this. I think it's better for us to talk to someone who knows Amber a little better than we do. Yes. So back by popular demand, everyone, <laughs> we have... The one and only dum, da, da, dum. Matthew Byer. Hello. Hey. Hey, Matt. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How's our favorite guest? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> I was telling Matt yesterday that we got amazing feedback and everyone wanted him back on the show. Yes. All the like team on Facebook groups that we are in and Twitter and everyone was loving you. Teresa and I couldn't get over the comments. We're like, Matt's been our, like, our best guest yet. <laughs> well, I guess all I had to do is leave the show to have people like me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> people liked you on this show. Come on. Oh, Teresa yeah. and I did. All, all, three, all three of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great. Me, Teresa, and you. <laughs> and, and Gina. <laughs> and Gina, yep. so four. That was it. <laughs> four people. All right, it's even better. See, your <laughs> fan base is growing by the day. <laughs> Exponentially. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so let's get right into the episode. Obviously, we want to start off with Ember Portwood and her crazy rant that happened afterwards. But before we do that, let's talk about the actual scenes. What did you think when you were watching her talk about the miscarriage? It brought back a lot of a lot of tough memories, that's for sure. Um, this is something I never thought would be made public. So I was uh, taken back by it a little bit, for sure. Um yeah, and just a bunch of stuff about the event came rushing back. And, you know, having to go through something like that is tough enough. Having to relive it unexpectedly like that is, yeah, it was difficult. You would have sure. probably liked a little heads up, right, that she was going to discuss it on the show? Well, no, I mean, I would, would I've liked it, sure, but that's not her responsibility to do that. I okay. Mean, she, uh, I'm sure when she's caught up in the moment, 
her her first thought isn't going to be, well, I better let Matt know we're going to talk about yeah. this. She, she doesn't have yeah. the responsibility to do that. Then that wouldn't be fair for me to expect her to do that. I mean, those conversations happen unexpectedly and quickly. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I should have been the last thing on her mind when she, when she decided to discuss that. And it's, it's not easy for her. I'm sure to have to live it either, especially publicly. So, uh, she has enough to worry about on her own. Never mind worrying about my feelings. So I'm good with that. So on the episode, they brought up the Las Vegas scene where you punched a wall and obviously, when that scene yeah. went down, everyone thought that you were just a drunken asshole who was aggressive when he drinks, right. who gets aggressive when he drinks. So could you right. tell us a little bit about how you feel now that the scene was kind of cleared up and that people can see that you were really going through something hard at that time? Well, you know, I, I've actually been asked about that in the last day or so. Um, somebody specifically said to me, I remember how much crap he took for that. Do you feel uh, vindicated? Well, no, I still acted like a jerk. You know, what uh, What happened and the way I re- my reaction wasn't going to change anything. So, uh, sorry, this barking dog, so I apologize. Um, yeah, I, I didn't... Uh, I, I, I didn't react like a mature adult. I, I reacted like, like an immature person. So it doesn't change the fact of what I did. I do remember, however, in, in no way to try to make this about me because it's not. But I do remember the first reunion show that I did. That was a big topic of conversation of, well, you know, Amber, he did punch a wall. Does this, does this give you uh does this give you, you know, fear for the future and so on and so forth? I do remember thinking, well, there's so much more to the story than that, but I was never, ever going to violate her trust and say, hey, listen, stop picking on me. This is why I did it. Oh, wow. Yeah. I still did it. I mean, you know, I still, and if you look back on it now, me breaking my hand doesn't, didn't change anything. It, it just made me break my hand. And, yeah. uh, you know, as you guys may or may not know, I'm not a drinker. I never have been. So that was, but people didn't know that at the time. So just the drinking itself was so amazingly out of character for me, but people didn't know that at the time. They just assumed that, uh, I'm a drinker like a lot of people are and, and I'm not, I never drank. So, and I, and Amber testified to that. I don't even like to drink. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was difficult, but in retrospect, it doesn't change the fact that I got w- way drunker than anybody ever should and tried to put my fist through the 56th floor of the Vidara, which was not intelligent, and then broke my hand. It's, uh, you know, it doesn't change anything. So, no, I don't feel any vindication. I don't feel anything. But it, I think it points out that there's a lot of things in, in all of our lives that people assume one thing because they see it on TV and don't know the backstory to things. Yeah. And I agreed. think a lot of people, a lot of people would have come out and said, well, hold on. You need to understand why I did this. Well, I was never going to do that. I, if, if me taking crap, uh, for as long as I did about an event like that protected Amber's privacy, it was a small price to pay. So, yeah. Now, after you saw the episode and heard what she said, did you want to reach out to her and discuss uh, you it? You know what? It's, it's really interesting. I had a, a long text written out to her, and I didn't send it. I, and it was it was a long, thought-out text that I uh, 
that I was just about to send to her. And then I, I, I just stopped myself and I said, you know, this, she doesn't need this right now. She's got her own life. She doesn't need to, she's already probably having to relive this, you know, through social media and so on and so forth. She doesn't need me piling on in any way. And, and, and the text was simply a, you know, this was difficult to watch. And, you know, uh, I hope, I hope you're well. I hope you guys are doing good. And yeah. so glad that, you know, things are working out with you and Andrew and the new baby, but she doesn't need to hear from me. And yeah. which that actually kind of made me sad because again, when Amber and I, and most people don't even acknowledge this, but Amber and I were friends, the best of friends before we ever got together. We would communicate 10 times a day minimum. And now I'm at the point where I'm not even comfortable sending her that text, uh, a supportive text, because it may not mean anything to her. Yeah, and it's so sad, I, and it's, it's hard you know, when you split from someone. You want to stay friends, but at the yeah. end, you know, it's hard to do that. So you not only lost the fiancé, but you lost right. the best friend. So yeah. that's hard. Yeah, it, but I did have a, a really long message, type, a message of support typed out, because I know that can't be easy for anybody to have to relive. And uh, I know how I'm sure she got a lot of support, but I'm sure she got a lot of crap too from people because there's some awful people in the world. And I just wanted to know that, you know, I, uh, while I didn't experience it the way she did, I was there. And, you know, if she ever needed to talk about it, you know, I of course would answer the phone, but yeah, I didn't send it. I, I, I backed out at the last second. So speaking of crap that people may have said to her, you know, she, I'm sure you saw the rant that she went on after she watched the episode on Twitter. She basically threatened to quit the show. Um, She then said on Tuesday night, it was something along the lines of, um, you people, what was it, Lauren? Do you remember? It was something about people stabbing her in the back and the editing and how the bullies are just so mean and it's the reason as horrible like to say, you know, this is why people commit suicide yeah. because of the horrific bullies yeah. on social media. So it seems like she got a lot of bad feedback. Well, what do you think of all of those tweets? I've been saying that for years. I mean, and I, I've I've actually said this to Amber and, you know, when we were together, that I would look at my social media and say, no, I understand why people commit suicide. Now, mind you, that's not something that ever entered my mind over people's comments, but I understand. I have empathy for people who are bullied online. I mean, I'm not saying I'm in any way, shape, or form better equipped to deal with it. I just was so focused on my relationship with Amber and the life we were living that I just stopped looking. And and unfortunately, to this day, I, I couldn't log on to my social media. I mean, it's it's all people are awful, and so I don't I don't blame her for having that reaction. I think that in Amber's case, she's used to so much love and so much support. And then when people turn on her, it's difficult for her. Yeah. I, I think that's difficult for anybody to take. Uh, me, I'm I'm used to it. I don't think she's is used to it now. I mean, she used to say to me all the time that she, you know, she just thanks thanks God that social media really wasn't a thing when she first started on the show and had all the troubles that she had. Yeah, She didn't know how she'd be able to handle it. So when she got on social media, she was a completely different person. She was, you know, she was, uh, she was not the Amber of years before. 
So the love and support that she gets, which is well-deserved, I mean, extraordinarily well-deserved. Agreed. That's what I, I, she's used to. So if people then become nasty, and I don't know what comments she's referring to, but if they're, if they made nasty comments about her having a miscarriage, then, then, then those people are just horrible beyond words. I actually what didn't I can see imagine... any negative com- Did you see any negative comments? I didn't either. And we were kind of confused of about what scene she was talking about because I thought they handled everything okay in that episode. Yeah. What do you What do you think? I mean, set but, her but off? you also don't know what else happened. Yeah. You know, you know, you also don't know what else happened that didn't make it onto the screen. I, I obviously oh, don't either. Interesting. So may, maybe there's things that she expected to see that they didn't they didn't show. Yeah. And, and that can be frustrating, you know, when you're expecting it to be portrayed one way and it's portrayed a different way. Now, a lot of people were saying that Amber was in the wrong about bringing up her miscarriage when Christina was telling her story. Yeah, that's what I think it was. Yeah, and everyone was just saying, oh, Amber steals the spotlight, and, you know, she tried to make it all about her. I disagree. I think Amber just wanted to share her story to let Christina, who's a great friend now to her, and, you know, their family forever, just to say, you know what, I know what you're going through. As a woman, we we could discuss this. I don't think she was trying to steal a spotlight. That's not something, you know, it was just so mean. So maybe that was it. I I can tell you 100% that, and, and I say this as firmly as I possibly can, Amber Portwood does not care about stealing anybody's spotlight. Yeah, if she was, if yeah. she was, if she said something to her, she said it for all the right reasons. You know, I, I'm sure she just wanted Christina to know that, hey, you're not alone. Yeah. I know exactly what you're feeling right now, and that to me is the sign of a good person. And I think the people that wrote those comments need to check themselves a little bit. Yeah, because Agreed. not not everybody has an agenda. Not everybody has an ulterior motive. So shame on uh, to me. I say shame on those people. I agree. Uh, Agree. Amber, Amber lives to help people, and uh, for for somebody who's been through all that she's been through, I don't think anybody would blame her if she would just focus on herself. But she focuses less on herself and more than on other people than anybody I've ever met. Yeah. Agreed. You know, I I can tell you times that when I'm sorry, but I can tell you times even when Amber and Christina were not the best of friends back in the day. And I'm not going to obviously bring up the incident, but there was a time, there was a difficult time that Christina and Gary were going through. Um, and Amber and I were there for Christina every single day. And Amber made a point to go out of her way to say, Hey, listen, I know we've had history, but I am here for you. That's the type of person that Amber Portwood is. Yeah. So to all those people, I say shame on you. So, Matt, as we saw Amber threatened to quit the show, do you think she's going to quit? I mean, you know her. You've known her for so you long. You know her better than yeah. us. Uh, do I think she's going to quit? Uh, this is 100% strictly my opinion. No. Okay. I think that, and I'll tell you why. If you have to put yourself in a situation where when something's happened, we're all human. We have an immediate human reaction to things. And I think that, without knowing the facts, I think that may be the situation. And we, we've all had them. I can't tell you how many times I, I the show would air or we'd get the, you know, the, the preview copy of the next week's show. And I would say to Amber, I'm never filming again. 
Yeah. But that's just a human reaction. Amber, I think the way she does it is when she, and I'm going to use the word lashes out, but I don't mean it in a negative way, but yeah. when she, let's say fence, she does it through social media. Right. And because that's where her, her fans and supporters are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and haters. Do I think she's going to mm-hmm. quit? Yeah, exactly. Do I think she's going to quit? No. And I would, it, she'd never ask my advice, but if <laughs> I was going to give her advice, I'd say, don't, don't ever quit that show. It's your show. You it is your show. You, you yep. are the pilot for this. Yeah. You and Macy were the pilots for this show. This show is, it has no legacy without you. It's true. And you need to be proud. And if any, for all she's been through, I mean, for God's sakes, the woman's been to prison. She has thick skin. Yeah. You know, does it become overwhelming sometimes? Yeah, it does. It, it comes to the point where you don't want to, you don't want to get out of bed because the whole world's turned on you over something they didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I hope she doesn't quit. I hope she doesn't is, either. She's earned the right. She's earned the right to tell her story and finish her story on her terms. You know, so I think MTV really needs a, you know, a reality check because it is her show. She's a star of Teen Mom. Whenever someone talks about the franchise, it's Amber, you know, everything that we've been through with her. So I think, you know, MTV really needs to wake up and say, we need to give her her moment. Even when the show started filming again, remember it went on the hiatus for a few years and Amber, wasn't Amber in prison the first few episodes? Yeah. yeah. The show didn't feel complete. It didn't. Until she came back well, on. What I would say about Amber in the show is, while there may be more popular people on the show, there are not more important or relevant people on the show than Amber Portwood. Yeah. Yeah. And I so, feel like her story uh, has changed so much. Like, prison and custody and drug battles and mental health awareness like she has so much to her story don't forget bad fiancés bad, bad fiancés <laughs> no what bad fiance does no. she have we have no idea no no listen <laughs> the, the bottom line is she her story in in my opinion touches more people because of the varying the varying storylines and varying issues that she's had through the years. Amber doesn't relate to a certain segment of the audience. Amber relates to the entire audience in one Agreed. way or the other, whether it's drug addiction, whether it's depression, whether it's, you know, being a, being a young mother, whether it's miscarriage, no matter what it is, redemption, it's a million different things. Exactly. It's going to touch somebody. Whereas not all, in my opinion, not all the stories do that. There's no more important person on that show than Amber Forward. Agreed. She is the queen, and as much as we would love to continue talking about her, because she's our girl here, let's get into Kate and Tyler's segment about them celebrating their first daughter, Carly, whom they placed for adoption back Uh on 16 and Pregnant. What do you think about them still celebrating Carly's birthday like that? I think it's great. They they love that little girl. Yeah. You know, they... uh, you know, I, I remember being with them, and any time Kate and Ty would talk about Carly, they they would just be so happy, happy and sad. But you know, they're they love they love her, and while maybe legally it's not their daughter anymore, it's still their daughter. Exactly. That, that just doesn't go away. So I think they they want to celebrate it. I think they should celebrate it as powerfully as they can. Good for them. So, Matt, also on the episode, 
Kaylin and Tyler had asked, well, Kaylin had asked Teresa if they can have their yearly visit with Carly. Um, Teresa had said no because Carly's going through a lot right now. You know, she's struggling, trying to find who she is because her story is so different than her friends. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Kaylin had asked, you know, what's wrong with her? And Teresa didn't want to tell her. What do you think about that, about Teresa kind of, you know, shutting down Kate and Tyler from seeing Carly this year and from also, you know, sharing what's going on with her? Do you think that Kaylin and Tyler have a right to know? I think that that's a really tough question because I'm, I'm not in this situation. No, I know Kate and Ty and I've met Teresa, and but... I can't relate to that that situation personally, so all I can do is give you my opinion as an outsider. And what that opinion is, is unfortunately, Teresa has the right to do that. And it sucks. Yeah. And, I, and I hate even saying that, but she has the right to do that. And uh, while it may not be a popular decision, may not be a, a popular opinion that I have, do I think it's right? No. And I feel awful for Kate and Ty for this, but that's her right to do. And she, yeah. you know, she's exercising her right as Carly's mother. And so while my heart breaks for them, I, I think deep down they, they probably understand. I mean, I don't know. I'm not involved in the situation. I, simply from a viewership standpoint, it's the only way I could think about it. She has the right to do what she did, although I don't, I don't think anybody has to like it. Yeah, it was really sad to hear and to see them go through that. I agree with both sides. I think Teresa does have the right to say, no, it's really none of your business. But I think when they chose an open adoption, you know, you kind of you're supposed to have these doors open to see still being a little, you know, aware and I guess updated. And that's what sucks because I remember a few seasons ago when they were having this issue where they couldn't get the yearly visit. Don had showed them in the contract that it said at any time the ad- the adoptive parents can decline, you know, can yeah. close this and can decline visits. And Tyler was like, this sucks. I was only 16 years old when I made this decision. Like, yeah. I didn't know. And it's just so sad. And right. I feel like, you know, Teresa and Brandon, like, didn't really know what they were getting into either. Then when they saw kind of how the show exploded exactly. and how big it got, they were like, wait, we don't want this, you know? So it, it's it's hard well, on both Well, let me throw out an alternate theory here. Yeah. Let me throw out a quick alternate theory without having any, any thoughts. Maybe she didn't want to tell her knowing it was being recorded. Maybe she didn't want Carly's, you know, problems broadcast to the entire world. Agreed. I, I mean... The benefit, the benefit of the doubt side of me says that maybe that has something to do with it. I have no evidence to the contrary. I'm just guessing. When you're talking about a child and their personal issues they're going through, maybe as a parent, they, they don't want the world judging those issues, no matter what they are. No, that's so a great point. And I'd that, like to, that's been an issue on the show. I'd like to think that's the reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, Teresa I, I, at I one point know. said that. I mean, no, yeah, totally yeah, agree I mean, with you. You can't blame her for that. Yeah. I mean, it's tough enough for an adult to, to have their issues broadcast to the world. You know, she's old enough now to be teased in school about stuff. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I can't, can't blame a parent for protecting their child's feelings. But, of course, you know, because I love Ty so much, I, it breaks my heart that, that they're going through this. And Tyler makes a good point. He was only 16 years old when he made this decision. On the other hand, the decision was made. Yeah. And so, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. you know, 
it, 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 that's a really tough situation. Really tough. I know. It breaks our heart. So last topic we're going to get into for the recap of this week's episode is Ryan Edwards. Mackenzie revealed that he did go into rehab. As our listeners know, Radar broke this in early October that yeah. he was going into treatment. Um, it's a 90-day treatment. What do you think about this, Matt? Do you think that, you know, I, you've struggled I with— to go to rehab. Yeah, good, because you've, str- you've struggled with substance abuse issues, so I'm yeah. sure you know exactly where Ryan is coming oh, from. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, Ryan, of all the things that people say about people on the show, one of the things that gets under my skin the most is when they equate Ryan Edwards with being a bad person because mm-hmm. he's a drug addict. Yeah, and Jen had, drives had me brought that up, too. Because... There is not a better guy, in my opinion, in the world sober than Ryan Edwards. I, and I've stated this before. Ryan has a disease. He and he shouldn't be forced to uh, endure the the hatred and the and the angry comments. And Ryan's weak. And Ryan's you know it's so unfair because I would put Ryan Edwards as a person up against most people. You know, straight up, Ryan is just a flat out a good dude. Has he made mistakes? Yep. He has, and he'll be the first to admit that. Yeah. Does he, does he struggle with addiction? Yep. If Ryan is willing to go to rehab to try to get healthy for himself, his wife, his baby, for Bentley, and in a way for Macy and Taylor and their relationship, then bravo, Ryan. Good for you. And if it doesn't work, go back again. Keep doing it until keep doing something until you find what works. Because I think... Once he is clean and sober completely, you guys are going to be really impressed with that guy because he is a, he's as solid as they come. And, and it's funny because I've made these comments before and people have said, well, where do you get this from? I spent time with him. Yeah. I, I understand he's, he's intelligent, he's caring, he's funny, and he also has this brilliant I-don't-give-a-shit attitude, which I, I kind of I respect. Ryan doesn't like to get in other people's stuff. He doesn't. He's just a good, solid person, and I would love the world to be able to see the guy that I've spent time with, and you know, and I'd love to see him overcome this because if he can overcome this, he can help a lot of people, just like Amber did. I feel like it's, you know he's got a, he's got a tough issue. Yeah, and so. I f- I feel like it's hard for um, viewers to see that side of Ryan because yeah. do you feel like maybe when he's in front of the camera, he kind of shuts down because I feel like we never see that side. We never see him joking. We never see him laughing, laughing, you know, being intelligent. Uh, I'll tell I you mean, a great Ryan Edwards story. Yeah. Tell us. You you got, we want to know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you guys all remember the unfortunate, uh, reunion show where, uh, we kind of had that physical altercation. On stage, I'm sure you guys all remember that. With, uh, Wait, which one? Wait, Wait, could you tell us what? Well, of course. Well, How could we forget that episode? <laughs> so we we go backstage. Ryan Ryan doesn't get involved in anything. So this stuff was building backstage and whatnot. Ryan was just sitting there very quietly, not getting involved in any of the conversation. But you, as you can imagine, while they were on stage and saying certain things and. The conversation in, in the green room, so to speak, everybody was talking at once and people were getting all fired up. Ryan didn't say a word. After the incident, once uh, security let me go, I see Ryan kind of part the crowd and walk up to me. And he just stands next to me and he goes, dude, that was awesome. 
And he's like, <laughs> 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 he never said another word about it. I just burst out laughing. I'm like, that's Ryan. Yeah. He didn't say a word all day long and just do the that was awesome. <laughs> see, I feel like that's that's he's, the Ryan we want to see. Yeah. We want to see he probably is like the quietest guy, but then he'll have these one liners. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's like. When he says something, the the room kind of just stops and like just bursts into <laughs> laughter because he's yeah. just flat out funny. Yeah. He's just a funny dude. So yeah, I love that kid. And I and I really hope that uh he gets his stuff worked out, and I believe he will. I, I really do. I mean, he's got a good support system. He does. And yeah. I think once he did a great support system, his parents are fantastic people. So, uh, you know, his his dad is one of the most fun people I've ever been around. Yeah. We, um, talk, we talk to Larry. We talk he's to great. Larry. Yeah. yeah he's we funny. love Larry. Larry. Larry's a great guy. He and, is. Uh, you know, when we did a we did a rap party in LA on uh, uh, one year up. Um, on a hotel that had one of those, uh, you know, rooftop pools. And I'll tell you what, Larry Edwards was the first one in the pool. <laughs> and just the most fun, just the most fun guy there. And, but they really love their son and they, they they're going to support Ryan and they're going to be there for him. And, and I think that's great. So when Ryan does get healthy, I, I, I think it's going to be amazing. The relationship that he has, not only with his parents and with Bentley, but of course with Mason Taylor as well. Yeah. Because, again, I'm not in this situation, but from what I've seen, a lot of Ryan's decisions he makes are, are, chemi- are chemically aided. And uh, I think once that stops, you guys are going to see the real dude, and you're going to be really impressed with him. Now, speaking of Macy, so in the scene when they were sitting with Mackenzie talking about Ryan, they made it seem like Jen, Larry, Mackenzie made it seem as if they were going to tell Bentley before Macy was aware because they were saying, you know, we haven't talked to Macy about it yet. She probably doesn't know if she has not heard. Do you think it was right for them to suggest the idea of telling Bentley that his dad was in rehab without talking to Macy first? Strictly my opinion, and what they do is completely their business. My opinion would be no. Um, I agree. You know, you have to, you'd have to talk to Macy first. Yep. Macy's, I, I think, earned that right, and... I don't know what kind of tension there is between all, all of these guys right now. And obviously I, I don't have any inside information, but I would tell you that Macy deserves that respect to say, Hey, listen, we need to talk to Bentley about this, but you know, and what I know about Macy and the, the times I've spent with her, I, I think that Macy of all people is the one that makes, makes the best decisions based on the well being of her child. And what I mean is every decision she makes is how it's going to affect my children. Not that yeah. the other parents don't do that, but Macy is very vocal about that. And uh, so I think that, I think, yeah, if I was in that situation, I would say, yeah, you got to talk. I, I, I can only equate it with, you know, when I was with Amber, if, if, if this is all completely hypothetical, it's just never yeah. happened. But if Jerry and Christina were going to talk to Rhea about something very important, Obviously, I would expect them to go through Amber first, Agreed. which they always would. But yeah. you, see, you see my point? Oh, yeah, it, totally. Just, Macy's mom, and uh, she, she's earned the right to be, uh, to be mom. So, exactly. I feel as but, if Jen and Larry want Macy involved. They adore Macy, and they always have. 
I personally think, this is my opinion, I think Mackenzie kind of likes to stir the pot. I think she does. I think she put a little wedge between them. Exactly. She did because I think she's just so jealous of Macy. That's just my thought. But I feel like she's the one to stir the pot. I've never met Mackenzie. I've I've never met her. I've never had any communication with her. The only thing I kind of had, not even interaction, but... Anything that involved me with her was when we were when we did marriage boot camp and those shows were airing. You know, um, Mackenzie would tweet certain things about Amber and I and about the show, but I, really? I don't know her, so I can't give a. I'm not not necessarily anything negative. Yeah. You know, it's not what I'm saying. But she was she was active on social media when yes. we were on that show, and and so all I know of Mackenzie, and this is nothing against her, is that she's Ryan's wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never met her, so I can't give an opinion on her. If you know, if she if she ever did something to me personally, I could have an opinion, but I I don't. I just don't know the woman. So yeah, if she stirs the pot, I I have to take your word for it because I I haven't. You know me, I don't comment on stuff I haven't personally experienced. Yeah. So I mean, I I'm I'm not a pot stirrer. So yeah. I, I I personally don't know anything about her except that she's Ryan's wife. And if she's, you know, if Ryan loves her, that's good enough for me. So. Agreed. So, Matt, tell our listeners how you're doing because everyone misses you. You're not yes. very active on social media. So it's Disappointing. Hard to, yeah, it's hard to figure out what's going on. I can't, so go, on social, you're doing. I can't go on social media. I cry myself to sleep. Now you can. You have a fan base <laughs> now. Teresa and I will write nice comments. <laughs> Oh, great. I'll, t- I'll try to dig through the other stuff and, and pull those out. We'll just no, copy and paste you know, it a hundred times. <laughs> I, I think at this point, when it comes to social media, I, I think that people are just, they're, they're almost programmed to bash me, and that's okay. You know, if that makes their day better, it doesn't hurt my feelings, you know. But, like, the last time, I don't even remember the last time I was on social media, but I think I posted something political, and... Oh boy, did I get bashed for that? Um, and I, it wasn't even anything bad. I don't. Who cares? It, it, it doesn't really bother me. Like I say, if if people going on the internet saying Matt, you're a piece of crap, really makes their day genuinely better, then I'm glad I could touch their lives in a positive way. Hmm. <laughs> that's all. That's all I can say. <laughs> that is very it, it, true. It doesn't affect me. I mean, that's yeah, good I mean, that well, you know it doesn't. Do care? No. It is very true. You have to stay strong. But I think your fans would like to see you on social media. I'm just saying. Try it out. I mean, yeah. we're, we're making well, a better fan base for you. We're like your PR reps. Yes, like, we're exactly. Really- <laughs> Isn't that ironic that you were the guys that started all this? <laughs> <laughs> you guys are building me back up. We have Someone to. Has a guilty is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> we have a guilty conscience. I, b- I believe the first. I believe the first people to uh, first person to write a Matt is a piece of crap for punching a wall story was somebody named somebody named Gina who works at Radar. So uh, yeah. You know Matt. That- but I, you know I, I. I will say this. You know I've I ne- obviously I never held that stuff personally against you guys because. There were things that I, I, could, I could have defended myself a long time ago. And believe me, not everything is defendable that I've done in my past. I'll be the first to admit that. But I get asked a lot, why did you never come out and say anything about it? Because I'll tell you why, because it was never about me. Despite what people want to think, this experience was never about me. It was about Amber's story. And if, even if the smallest, silliest little article took two seconds away from the message she was trying to get out. 
then it was unacceptable to me. If I responded to something, that became a story, and that's one less positive story they're writing about Amber. Wow, so yeah. it was to me, it didn't it didn't matter. Was it difficult at first? Yeah, because I'd never experienced it. Now, it's just it's still to this day. If somebody writes something about me, I think you know they could really be writing about you know Amber and and Andrew and baby James and Leah and Gary and Chris. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. There's so many more important things to talk about than me, and I've always felt that that way from day one. I think because so many things were written that people naturally assumed that, oh, he's trying to make this all about him. Great example is after I did the podcast last time, somebody wrote (laughs) uh, Matt attempting to stay relevant by, by talking to radar online. Well, I actually wrote this person. I actually wrote this person an email. I never do this, but I wrote this person an email and said, I'm just curious. What about, what is it about somebody asking me to do a podcast is me attempting to stay relevant? I wasn't relevant before this. Amber was relevant. Leah yeah. was relevant. I was, Taylor McKinney put it best one day when we were, uh, we were on the reunion show together and they were just talking to the guys. Taylor, and I'll never forget it. He said to Dr. Drew, he said, listen, this isn't about us. We are window dressing. And I never forgot that. That's exactly what we were. I wasn't the one that wanted to be thrust into the spotlight. I never wanted to be negatively or positively anything but the guy holding Amber's purse. And I I was comfortable with that. Unfortunately, it didn't work out like like that for for any of us. So I I just want nothing but good things for people. Yeah. I want nothing but positivity. And like I said, if it makes people happy to to say, Matt, you're this, or Matt, you're a piece of crap, or Matt, you've got 150 kids. Okay. doesn't hurt my feelings. You know, I, I still get up in the morning, and I, and I look in the mirror, and I'm doing all right. So, you know, my, my first thought isn't, why doesn't everybody love me? Yeah. It's, oh, it'd be great if everybody did, but it doesn't affect my life either way. I, I've had experiences where I, I've run into people in person who were horrible to me on social media and then they kind of forget it. And then they come up and say, Hey, can I take a picture with you? And my first reaction wants to be, can we talk about why you called me a scumbag on the internet first? Yeah. I, I just forget it. So sure. I'll, sure. I'll take a picture with you. I mean, it's, it doesn't hurt my feelings is what yeah. I'm saying. When people write things, it's, you know, I think the people that care about me, you know, my, my friends and family get more of, will get or got more offended about it than, than I did. But if oh, I yeah, said definitely. you never bothered me, I'd be a liar because for the first year and a half, I was tortured by it, but I'd never experienced it before. And I, I have to not to overly praise Amber, but I have to say that she's the one who taught me just to not care. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's, it doesn't affect, you have to worry about what the people closest to you think. And that's what I would tell anybody who's in this situation. Real quick, I, ironically, somebody said to me, asked me yesterday, um, said, you know, I, I would love to be on reality TV. And I kind of raised my eyebrows. I said, really? Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, that must be, it must be so cool to get recognized everywhere you go. And I said, I, I looked at the person, I said, here's my advice. If you want to be on re- reality TV, do it to help people. Do it to yeah. spread a positive message and, and do it with a good heart. 
don't do it for fame. Yeah. Because there's a very fine line between fame and infamy. And you, you don't want to cross that very thin line because there's, um, I, I'm still, I'm still the guy that punched the wall in Las Vegas a number of years ago. The, you know, people don't live forever, but words on the internet do. So if it, 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 it's something that you just can't shake. So I, you know, whether or not the reasons behind some of the things that get done are irrelevant, the stories, whether they're true or not, last forever. And you don't want to become a 24-hour defendant of yourself. You know, yeah. trying to spend your days explaining away your past to people is a, is a horribly exhausting way to live. So I, I, I say to people, if you're going to do this, you really want to do this, do it for the right reasons and, and be a really good person. But also expect your past whether it's true, untrue, or, or exaggerated, that past is going to come crushing your face within about two weeks of, of you airing. Yeah. So yeah. You, have to, you, you have to be prepared for that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not for everybody. So that's, that, that's, my, that's my monologue. Well, Matt, we think you're a great guy, and you are loved here despite our past. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> well, we think you're great. And <laughs> despite our tumultuous past. Yeah, we, I appreciate it. We had a rocky start to our friendship with you, but we adore you here now. And it makes you who you are. You know me. I'll be. I'll, I'll do this anytime you need me to do it. Just give me a call. Awesome. Thank you Yay. so much. It was so great having you again. I'm sure we'll get just as much amazing feedback. Yes. And we will definitely let you know the good feedback so you know yeah. you have more than four fans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks. Have Bye, a good day. Bye. Thank you. Bye, guys. Warren, that was another great interview with Matt Byer. Yes, we love Matt here. He is funny. And also, I love how he recognizes his past. You know what else I like about Matt? I love how he doesn't, like, everything's over. He has nothing to lose. He yes. He doesn't, like, spill secrets. He doesn't bash anyone. He just says it how it is. Yeah. That's what I like about him. And I really respect his loyalty. Yeah. To Amber. Mm -hmm. I think that's so mature of him. I think overall he's a great guy. We adore him here and we love having him on the podcast. We do. On this week's Teen Mom Tease, we watched Caitlin and Tyler buy their dream octagon house in Michigan, which is oddly shaped like an octagon. Yeah, it is gorgeous though. No, it's nice. But it's not the dream home they think it is. Check out RadarOnline.com and OKMagazine.com to go inside their house of horrors. Well, everyone, that is all we have for this week. Thank you again for tuning in and make sure you check back with us next week for even more Teen Mom drama. Bye. Bye.